Hi, I'm Kirsten Chick, author of Nutrition Brought to Life, and this podcast is a companion to the book. You can listen as you read Nutrition Brought to Life, or before as a kind of preview, or after you've finished the book as a refresher. Either way, I hope this helps you make some small changes that make a big difference in your life. Hello, we are now halfway through the podcast series, which is exciting. If you've just joined us, then welcome. If you've been listening from the start, then hopefully you're getting a sense of how this is all building together. This episode is chapter 10, specific adrenal support. And it's all about how you can use food to help calm down your stress hormones and prevent your adrenals from wearing you out. So who needs this? Well, I certainly do. And I'm willing to bet that you do too. Our days are filled with stresses of various sizes and sometimes larger threats and traumas too, alongside all the happier, rosier stuff. We can't escape it, so we need to learn how to deal with it. A major theme running through this podcast, the book it's based on, and my work in general is stress. Stress has such a profound impact on every aspect of your body and how it functions, as well as your mental and emotional health. So I spend a great deal of time helping people to become more stress resilient, i.e. better able to recover and bounce back. I'm not a psychotherapist. I do this with my own set of tools, which revolve around nutrition. We've discussed mindful eating, support for your vagus nerve and the gut-brain-adrenal triangle. This chapter focuses specifically on support for your adrenal hormones. Hormones are chemical structures that carry messages to cells around your body, telling them to start or stop doing specific things. The stress hormones your adrenals release might, for example, instruct your heart to beat more quickly, your bladder to release its contents, your palms to sweat, and parts of your brain to be shrouded in fog. Other adrenal hormones will try and take the edge off all this and keep you relatively calm. If you're using a lot more adrenal hormones than usual, you might feel hyperstimulated, get anxious really easily, or feel exhausted. It can also affect the production of other hormones made elsewhere in your body, such as estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, insulin, and other blood sugar-regulating hormones, thyroid hormones, and so on. With intelligent nutrition, you can make sure you have enough nutrients to go around to make all the hormones you need, and you can also influence the activity of the adrenals themselves. All hormones are made either from cholesterol or amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins. We'll look at these more in chapter 14. You can make cholesterol from any foods, but you need a specific amino acid in your diet to make some of your adrenal hormones. This amino acid is called tyrosine, and you also need it to make thyroid hormones. There's another amino acid called phenylalanine, that you can convert into tyrosine as well. You can get good levels of both of these in 
meat, fish, spirulina, dairy and pulses such as lentils and beans. So something there for vegans and non-vegans alike. You can also get a little in nuts, seeds and grains. There are also a number of cofactor nutrients involved in making adrenal hormones, some of which have additional benefits for keeping your adrenals happy and calm. Most of the B vitamins are in this category. One of the most important ones your adrenals need is vitamin B5. They can literally waste away without it. B5 also stimulates your adrenals to produce the cholesterol needed to make cortisol and other cholesterol-based hormones. Finally, B5 helps to modify the effects of stress, which is a bit of a holy grail in my world. You can take a B5 supplement, but you can also get it naturally in avocados, liver, salmon, mushrooms, sunflower seeds and egg yolks. Most of the B vitamins are somehow involved in cortisol synthesis and vitamin B1 helps to rebalance cortisol. You need to be producing continual amounts of cortisol in a rhythm that ebbs and flows through the day. Cortisol is what's usually measured to assess your HPA axis that we looked at last time. Stress and trauma can send that cortisol through the ceiling and long-term stress may see your cortisol levels slumped on the floor. How well you recover from raised or collapsed cortisol levels may depend on your levels of B vitamins and other nutrients. Vitamin C is another one. A 2002 study looked at psychological stress in 120 healthy young adults. Half were given a placebo and the other half 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. The vitamin C half recovered from cortisol responses to stress faster than the placebo group and had lower blood pressure and subjective responses to stress tests such as public speaking and maths. Magnesium is also pretty crucial to consider. Magnesium deficiency has been related to anxiety, palpitations and panic attacks, as well as a dysregulated HPA axis. In fact, levels of magnesium inside your cells drop when your stress hormone levels are high. So it makes sense to keep replenishing your magnesium levels too. Magnesium is part of the chlorophyll that makes plants green, which is one of the reasons I'm always banging on about eating green leafy vegetables. Nuts and seeds contain some magnesium and also zinc, which also takes the edge of your cortisol response to stress. There are more, but those are the major ones I wanted to run through today. And of course, you can read the book for more detail, plus a whole batch of delicious, nourishing, adrenal soothing recipes. And of course, your gut microbes can have a direct impact on your HPA axis and so your stress hormone patterns. But we now have two whole chapters devoted to your microbiome. So let's finish here for now before we get overwhelmed. I've talked about a number of adrenal nutrients today, but some key ones you can focus on with your diet this week are the magnesium you get in green leafy vegetables, the zinc and also magnesium in nuts and seeds, 
and the B5 you get in avocados, mushrooms, sunflower seeds, liver, eggs and salmon, some of which will also provide you with the amino acids tyrosine and phenylalanine. Let me know if you make anything tasty. Right, I'm hungry now. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition Brought to Life podcast. There's also a Facebook group you can join called Nutrition Brought to Life podcast community, where you can share useful insights and recipes, ask questions and get more support on your nutrition journey. If you haven't read it yet, there's so much more in the book, Nutrition Brought to Life, as well as all the scientific references and some glorious pictures. And you can find out more about me at kirstenchick.com.